Hello, everyone, and welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Employment Notebook, where we explore various topics related to employment and the workplace. Today, we're talking about handling stress in the workplace. With many employees facing higher levels of stress in the workplace than ever before, the issue of stress has taken its toll. So to learn more about what causes stress in the workplace and how stress in the office can be effectively managed, we're speaking with Nika Smith. Nika is a leadership and management trainer, and she is also the president and founder of Ideval People Consulting. Nika, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jenna. So before we dive into the topic, could you tell me briefly about your professional background and your current role with IDEVO? Sure. My professional background is somewhat varied. I'm actually a therapist by trade, helping clients to overcome the perils of mismanaged stress, anger, and conflict in their work and personal lives. And I've been able to parlay that experience into writing, training, and speaking, as well as consulting through my business, IDEVO People Consulting, which you mentioned earlier. In my current role, I help managers and leaders improve their relationships with those on their team, respond to difficult situations out of a place of calm and clarity, as opposed to a place of chaos and confusion. I help them feel empowered by reinventing themselves and their reputation and teach them how to tame the stress, fatigue, and conflict that often comes from very rewarding high pressure and high demand roles. And so in your experience, especially in recent years, How often do you see this topic of stress in the workplace come up? Is this something that companies are actively seeking advice or guidance for? Most definitely. It's fairly common for me to speak to HR managers as well as other leaders and organizations who want a consultation regarding the stress that's clearly evident on a surface level in the organizations. So I've been able to work with some large city governments, even some state government, as well as small and medium-sized businesses on the topic of how they can reduce some of the stress and burnout and also keep their employees happy and productive. Many companies now have wellness initiatives, which include a stress management or stress reduction component. Thus, when I go out to speak with them or train or coach, this issue is a part of that initiative. But we're able to have some real conversations about not just the surface level of the stress and fatigue, but some of the other factors involved, which may include how managers are engaging with the employees and what the workload is about. So they definitely have the question, and I don't think they often know how prevalent it is in terms of how deep it is going with their employees. It's not just the surface of let's have a wellness initiative, but what else can we do as an organization to help alleviate some of the stress that's happening here? And one of the first steps to alleviating the stress would be to kind of identify what the causes are of the stress in the workplace. Of course, all industries are unique, but in general, what would you say are the top causes of stress in the workplace? I'd say the three top causes would be work-life balance, workload, and then feeling undervalued in terms of the employees feeling undervalued. Um, When I say work-life balance, we're all trying to live the American dream and trying to have it all. And that is a humongous stressor. A few years ago, I would have said it was career concerns because of the economy's volatility. But now it's more of an issue of trying to balance or actually blend your career with your home responsibilities. And I say blend because you can't leave your work self at work or your home self at home. 
everywhere you go, there you are. So the main stressor here is the idea that I'm a failure because I can't do it all. This is a huge issue for women. So imagine the kind of stress that it has not only on your your psyche, on you mentally, but the fact that it trickles down and has a negative physical effect. Next, again, I say workload. We're doing more with little resources. And when I say resources, I mean people. This is a common stressor. Even though many companies are not hiring, there are still quite a few that are understaffed. Thus, you have few people doing the work of an entire department. This leads to burnout for the employees and eventually turnover for that company. And then lastly, I say feeling undervalued. Um, When the work environment consists of low morale, lack of teamwork, and low support for management, just the thought, the idea of coming into work can begin to wear you down. You don't know how many people I come across that don't hate Mondays, but they hate Sundays Mm. because of the sheer thought of going into work tomorrow is just depressing. Mm -hmm. So when organizations don't take the time to engage, reward, and communicate with their employees, they become fatigued, disengaged, and they feel undervalued. And I think those are some really interesting points for our listeners. I know you spoke about uh, not being engaged with the employees can cause stress, or maybe if there's increased responsibilities, that can cause stress. Is there anything else that would cause stress in the workplace? Oh, definitely. Um, Ineffective management as well. If you have a manager or leader who's ill-prepared, unable to communicate effectively, or they show no interest in developing or rewarding their staff, It can cause a huge amount of frustration and discomfort on a team, thus leading to some sort of stress response. Again, your lives outside of work, what what are some personal issues you have going on can add to stress or actually can intensify what's happening at work? And again, our workload, you know, too much work, not enough resources will always lead us there. And in one of your articles I read recently, it was called Minding Your Mood at Work. You mentioned the term emotional contagion. Could you explain what you meant by this for our listeners? Well, emotional contagion is defined as the tendency to express or experience emotions similar to and influenced by others. So in other words, it's when your mood is affected by someone else's mood. So would that apply to maybe a manager and a subordinate, or is it usually just a colleague and a colleague? It's honestly anyone around. So it could be your manager, it could be a subordinate, it could be a coworker. If this person is experiencing particularly negative emotions, positive emotions could definitely rub off too, but negative emotions or stressful type expressions can definitely have an effect. So when we're around people who are constantly frustrated, anxious, or stressed, regardless as to what their position is, it can and will rub off on you if you're not careful. And so for those who maybe have experienced this effect in their own workplace, is there a way that you can protect yourself from feeling these negative effects of someone else's stress? Certainly. One of the main tips that I would give would would be to set boundaries for yourself, be it a physical boundary or a mental boundary. And when I say physical, if possible, and this may not happen, but if possible, spend is you know, don't spend as much time with the person who is the stressor or who's the anxious person or the frustrated person that you think is rubbing off on you. Don't spend as much time to them. Or when you are talking to them, change the subject. 
generally those people may kind of drone on and on about what's stressing them out and what's happening in the kids and the dog and the bills and all Mm -hmm. of these things, you know, change the subject if you can, or, or, you know, interrupt or interject with something a little bit more positive. And when I say set a mental boundary, this is where you can set an intention to just not allow yourself to be affected. Tell yourself that this stress does not belong to me. Create a, a safe space for your, yourself in your mind. And that really has helped quite a few of my clients when they, again, they're kind of in a chaotic environment where everyone is at a 10 when it comes to their stress level. Mm-hmm. You can only really control yourself and you may not be able to control the people you are around but you can set some sort of boundary, either mentally or physically. And I think setting that boundary and kind of keeping your stress levels in check is really important for a lot of people in the workplace. Definitely. So how would you say a high stress level does affect an employee's actual work that they're producing? Oh, wow. In a myriad of ways, employee productivity, right? Stressed Mm -hmm. out people are unfocused people. And when we are stressed or experiencing burnout, or just fatigue, it affects how much work we do, how we do it, and, you know, the amount that we do. So how productive we are is really important. Also, it affects our concentration. When we're stressed out, again, stress is affecting our brains, and so we may have some difficulty concentrating on a particular task. Then there's the issue of absenteeism, Mm -hmm. right? When we're stressed out, we don't feel well often, and we just don't come to work or we just don't want to be around this chaotic place. You know, there are some environments that are toxic that we just don't want to be in. And so then that we're not there, thus we aren't performing. Then there's something called presenteeism, which your listeners may or may not be familiar with, but it is essentially being at work, but not really being at work, right? Being there and not really doing anything. We're just kind of, you know, holding the seat, Mm -hmm. you know, we're sitting at the desk, but we're really not doing anything. We're not, you know, adding to the bottom line. We're not producing. We're not a team player. We're just present. And that's it. Also, our work is affected because we may make more errors. We may make more mistakes. Uh, Again, because our mind is unfocused and we're not clear and we may have such a workload and so much to do that we will make more mistakes. And depending on the type of job you have, that could be a huge problem. So those are the things that that would affect um, how stress rather affects your work. Right. And so for those who are listening who maybe they're in a management position at their company, what are some ways that they can help ensure that their employees aren't overstressed? Are there any practical tips that you could give that someone could implement into their organization to reduce the stress levels? Yes. Very simple. Three things. Communicate, reward, engage, and repeat. (laughs) When people feel connected and a part of something, they experience less stress. Think about when you and your partner or your spouse or whoever you're in a relationship with are communicating with each other. You're buying gifts or special treats for one another. You're spending quality time together. You just have a general sense of well-being regardless to what else is going on. Mm Mm-hmm. That's as a manager, giving that continuous feedback so your staff can know where they stand at all times. They know where where you are, where they stand. Rewarding them on a regular basis, not just once a month or once a year, but actually, you know, saying good job, great job. And it doesn't mean buying a gift or a gift certificate. It's just saying great job. People love to be rewarded. They want to know that they're doing a good job. 
And then meeting with your staff, and not necessarily in a meeting because we all hate meetings, <laughs> but one-on-one just to check in, in, in with them, you know, dropping by their desk or dropping by their classroom or dropping by the warehouse section that, that they're in and just checking in, how's it going, how are you? It really does a lot to reduce the stress level. And you don't think that happens, but once you do it, I had an actual a coaching client who was having lots of issues with her staff in terms of their stress level and them being unable to actually engage with one another because of the stress. And I said, you know, maybe just kind of talk to them, just, you know, not talk to them in a meeting, but go in one-on-one to say, hey, what's going on? And she saw what was happening with them. And thus they experienced less stress because she communicated with them, she rewarded them, and she engaged with them. I think those are some great steps that managers will definitely be able to take in order to kind of work on the stress levels that maybe their employees are feeling. And I know you touched on the employee aspect of it before saying, you know, in order to prevent stress or to reduce it, you can either maybe put up a physical boundary or a mental boundary. Are there any other steps that you could take to kind of protect yourself from your own stress level or maybe other people's stress levels at work? Certainly. Um, I have four of them that I wanted to mention. One is And you mentioned this at the very beginning of the call, but it's to become aware of your stress and your stressors and the impact that it's having on you. We often walk around having headaches and back pain and all of these physical ailments and not realizing that that is a sign of stress. So becoming aware is your first mode of operation. That's the first place you need to go. Secondly is to eat well. We don't think that, sh- that our stress has anything to do with our eating, but you want to watch out for that emotional eating. Mm-hmm. When you're stressed out or you're running to the, the candy, the vending machine for a Snicker bar like I used to do, <laughs> <laughs> are you, <laughs> you know, are you, you know, chugging down Mountain Dews and, and lots of caffeine or Diet mm-hmm. Coke all day? Watch for that emotional eating when you're under stress. Learn how to make something we call a rainbow plate. So more leafy greens, beans, fruits. And then adding more water to your diet. You find yourself feeling lighter. And again, drinking more water actually helps us think better. I read an actual study about that because, hmm. you know, you, you, yeah, I read that. I could believe it. <laughs> but <laughs> drinking more water, you know, and again, I think it's just, it clears up, you know, it's not all the sugar, sugary drinks and all those other things. And so we're able to think a little bit more clearly. Mm-hmm. Thirdly is to adjust your thinking and perceptions. One of the things I teach my clients, especially when I'm doing training um, with with the entire staff, is to identify those reoccurring stress triggers and then develop a different way of thinking about them. Because at the end of the day, you you can't really change the trigger. You know, Mm -hmm. situations and events happen and occur, and we can't do anything about them. They're neutral. But we can do something about how we think about that particular thing. So Begin to change your thinking, have a different outlook, have a more realistic or even positive outlook about that trigger. And then lastly, engage in some daily relaxation exercises that can be done at your desk, in your warehouse, in your classroom, in your office, wherever you are, that don't take a whole lot. So that doesn't mean running in place. If you want to run in place, fine. (laughs) But when I say uh, relaxation exercises, I mean deep breathing. Mm -hmm. Do some deep breathing exercises. It only takes you a minute to do that, to get yourself back stable and focused. Um, Meditation 
is, is something that a lot of organizations or a lot of leaders rather are beginning to do as, as well as practicing mindfulness, mindfulness activities. So doing some things that can be done in the day, they don't take all day. They don't mean you got to put your, you know, get, take your gym bag with you to the office, which you can because physical exercises are great, but these are some things that can be done in the moment. Great. So then I was wondering, is there ever a point where maybe someone's stress at work has become unmanageable and they maybe should move on to a different job or a different occupation? And how do you know when you've reached that point of the stress being unmanageable? Yes. And, and you know, only you know what that point is for you. Some people, for some people, it's their quality of life. For some people, it's their sanity. And for some, it's the toll that this particular job has taken on their family life. So everyone has a breaking point and you have to decide what yours is. Now, as we talk about when you've reached that point, and hopefully it should be before you reach the, the point of burnout. Mm-hmm. And burnout and, and being stressed out are two different things. And when you're stressed, you, you're still motivated, you're still moving, you're still kind of, you know, you're in the scenario, you're in the mm-hmm. scene. However, when in terms of burnout, you're not motivated, you're disengaged, you're detached and you're blunted emotionally. And you don't want to get there. So when you are beginning at the first stages of feeling as though, okay, I'm not as motivated as I was, that is when you need to decide, okay, either I'm going to take some time off or I need a different job or something has to give because burnout is not a place where you want to go. Right. And so we're actually running a little bit short on time, but I wanted to give you the floor for the last 30 seconds or so just to give the listeners a final message or a final word of advice on this topic of stress in the workplace. So for those who are working to manage their stress in the workplace, what would be a final bit of advice you would give them? I say just become more aware of your stressors. That's the easiest thing to do. And just the impact that they're having on you from day to day. Set that intention to be more aware. Don't let little things like a headache or back pain go too far due to stress. So little by little, begin to implement some activities or deep breathing exercises or something that will help you reduce that amount of stress that you're experiencing. And with that final message, we will wrap up the show. You've been listening to Employment Notebook with our guest, Nika Smith, discussing how to handle stress in the workplace. Thanks again for sharing your insight on this topic, Nika. You're so welcome. Thank you. And of course, we love to hear from you, the listeners, as well. So send your comments on this topic or suggestions for another podcast to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm Jenna Konar, and thanks for joining us. 